Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated, If ever a person had a right to complain, it was this man, languishing, almost forgotten, in a harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. The man was the Apostle Paul, a man who had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving even in the midst of great adversity. Earlier when When he had been imprisoned in Rome, Paul wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father of everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5, 19-20 Wow, what a thought. Always giving thanks for everything, no matter the circumstances. Are you thankful no matter what? Am I? I can only answer for myself, and no, I'm not always thankful. I'd like to think I am, but I have still much to learn in this area, being thankful no matter what. I wasn't very thankful two days before Christmas, having my phone stolen a metre away from me. There were a few other words that might describe how I felt. So no... I'm not always thankful. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks to God for all his blessings, should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believer in Jesus Christ. One of the most distinctive marks, get that people, a mark that makes us stand out, be known for, be a witness to. Wow, we've got to get this right, don't we? And God knows we need help with this. When I read about Paul in that prison in Rome, it stops me in my tracks. It should stop us in our tracks. The mental and physical abuse he endured would have been beyond shocking. When we look at that abuse, each thing individually is massive. Just one of those things most of us here have not had to deal with. To have been unjustly accused. How painful and unfair, to have been brutally treated, physically unbearable, locked in a dank, don't you like that word, dank? Locked in a dank, cold, cramped prison, how horrible. Separated from friends, the loneliness would have been real. Manacles cutting into his wrists and chains on his legs, constant pain. Each of one of those things are hard to comprehend, and yet in and through it all, Paul writes, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. He's not just saying, sing a song to keep your pecker up when the chips are down. He writes, make music in your heart. I love that. Here's a man chained to a wall with his wrists fastened tightly, and he says, make music in your heart 
to the Lord. He wasn't sitting in a comfort in comfort at a particularly suitable time for a quiet time with his Bible in his hand and his word for today right there beside him or a nice steaming hot flat white on the table beside him. He was hurting, unbearably hurting, chained to a wall. His writing speaks of his deep relationship he had with the Lord. It speaks of his daily moment by moment, meditating on God, literally dwelling on his goodness, speaking to him in his heart, communing with him, living daily in his presence, aware of God with him, calling out to him, keeping his heart soft amidst all that was being dealt to him and allowing God to speak to him. Wow. The verse finishes always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is encouraging us, urging us to always, not some of the time when it suits us, when we're feeling okay, but at at every time, always giving thanks to God the Father, the Father of everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the Apostle Paul, giving thanks to God was not a once a year celebration or a weekly happening, but a daily reality that changed his life and made him a joyful person in every situation. Wow, we can learn so much here, can't we? From one end of the Bible to the other, we are told to be thankful. In fact, thankfulness is the natural outflowing of a heart that is attuned to God. The psalmist declared, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Other scriptures, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will give thanks to the Lord. Uh, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High, Psalm 717. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, Colossians 4.2. And in James 1.17, and there are many, many, many more, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Why should we be thankful? Because God has blessed us, and we should be thankful for each blessing. I'm going to ask that again. Why should we be thankful? Because God has blessed us, and we should be thankful for each blessing. This morning, we have been blessed, as we've each witnessed a young couple who love God, Nick and Charlize, bring forward their beautiful son, Royden, to be dedicated. What a blessing. That was a privilege to witness that, guys. It was awesome. Another little life in our church family, who will continue to grow and help to be nurtured in this place. We've seen Nick and Charlize acknowledge God in their own lives and in doing so have dedicated to bring Royden up in God's ways. What a blessing. What a powerful agreement. We've also stood and agreed to love and support this family. God has blessed us. We are thankful. Also before us this morning, displayed beautifully, thank you, Lynette and and Anna, are example, examples of God's daily provision for us. 
produce he created for our benefit to eat and enjoy. Seasons come and seasons go, and with each one we see God's creation. This morning we are reminded and thankful for the variety he has given. Some harvests this summer have been hit hard with the weather, and yet before us we still see his plentiful provision. Again, his blessing. Thank you, Lord. We need to thank God for the material blessings that he gives us. At times, or maybe all the time for some of us, we're not satisfied with what we have, rich or poor, healthy or sick. We need to remind ourselves that everything we have has been given to us by God. King David prayed, Wealth and honour come from you. We give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything comes from you. 1 Chronicles 29. The famous evangelist Billy Graham recalls visiting a man who was wealthy and successful. He was the envy of all his friends, this man. He was the envy of his friends and business associates. But as they talked, the man broke down in tears, confessing that he was miserable inside. Wealth had not been able to fill the empty place in his heart. On the same day, a few hours later, Billy visited another man who lived only a short distance away. His cottage was humble, and he had almost nothing in the way of this world's possessions, and yet his face was radiant as he told Billy about the work he was doing for Christ and how Christ had filled his life with meaning and purpose. Billy concluded that the second man was really the rich man. Although he didn't have much, he had learned to be thankful for everything that God had given him. In Philippians, Paul declared, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Thankfulness is the key because it changes you, changes me, your outlook and your attitude. There is power in a thankful heart. Thanksgiving brings contentment. An attitude of thanksgiving accepts and embraces God's will. So let's begin to thank God for all the blessings he has given instead of dwelling on the negative. And this next few words is something I read that's really hit hard. I think it's so true. Discontent dries up the soul. When we're discontent, when we're down and negative, it dries up our soul. Let's embrace God and his will. Elizabeth Elliot, who lost her husband on the mission field and faced multitudes of hardships, said the following about loving God's will and being content. To love God is to love his will. It is to wait quietly for life to be measured by one who knows us through and through. It is to be content with his timing and his wise apportionment. It is to follow in the steps of the master, as did Paul, who was able to say that he had learned contentment no matter what the circumstances. His circumstances when he wrote that? Prison, as we heard earlier. Of course, looking at the example of Jesus is the ultimate. 
He followed the will of his father to the very end. He obeyed without complaint. In Philippians 2, 5-8, Paul says that we should have that same attitude. Jesus made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. We also are to have the same attitude with a humble and thankful acceptance of God's will for our lives. Jesus embraced hardship without a complaint. Hardship we would know nothing about. The Duke of Wellington was a British military leader who regretted that he had not learned the secret of praise during his lifetime. He had many great accomplishments and even defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. He was a brilliant and demanding man, and when he was older, he realised that there were areas in his life that needed to change. In his old age, a woman asked him a question. What would you do differently if you were to live your life over again? He thought carefully and said, I would give more praise. This is a lesson for all of us. To learn to be people of praise and thanksgiving to God all the days of our lives would be a great accomplishment. There is greatness and happiness in thanksgiving. In an 18th century classic, William Law wrote, Would you know who is the greatest saint in the world? It is he who is always thankful to God, who wills everything that God wills who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and as a heart always ready to praise God for it. Could you therefore work miracles? You could not do more for yourself than by this thankful spirit, for it turns all that it touches into happiness. David writes in Psalm 116, verse 17, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Did you know that thanking God for a difficulty is actually an offering that he highly values? You are bringing a gift of thanks to him. It's so easy to complain. It's so easy to point the finger and find fault, but to come with the opposite attitude and give thanks, brings breakthrough and joyful contentment. In mid-December, I spoke to the children's service about being thankful. Another three months on, on, we remind ourselves again how important it is to live a life that displays gratitude and thanksgiving. Here at Huntley Baptist Church, we are made up of different cultures and ages, beliefs and personalities. We're a big family who care and share with each other. It's great. Let's be a whanau that continues to collectively witness well to others God's goodness. We know it all starts with us as individuals. Let's lift the bar again. Let's rise with God's help to a new level of holiness. Let's not just be hearers of the word, but doers. Give thanks with a grateful heart. How might that play out for you, for me, this coming week? What will change? What needs to? 
A week from now, how might we look back on our week? Have we been thankful in our homes with our families? Have we practiced and displayed gratitude? I've got permission to share this story, well, this, these thoughts that I want to share with you, and um, I just want to share with you about a friend that I've made recently in this church. She's not here today. Her name's Jocelyn, and many of you sitting here know her and are getting to know her well, and she lives in that house right there, and today she's not well. In fact, was crying on the doorstep when I saw her this morning because she's feeling so unwell. Jocelyn has come into our lives here at Huntley Baptist Church. She knows I'm sharing this this morning. She's come from a life with much hurt and abuse. And she's come into our fellowship and has been looking for a place to feel loved and accepted. And she feels that. And just recently, oh well, she we text a lot, like a lot. I mean, we've had seven texts this morning. <laughs> And I love her for it. But she's looking for friendship and she's looking for people that will help her. And people here are and have, have been and are helping her. She's a lady who, who has, as I said, known heartache, known physical hurt. And yet she has come and she has met Jesus here. And she has, she is learning about him every week. And it's a thrill when you get a text that says, I'm doing well, eh? I'm attending this and I'm attending that and I'm learning about God. You're proud of me, eh? That's the text I received. Of course, I was able to text back and say in caps, we are so proud of you and we love you and we can learn from her. So just keep remembering to pray for Jocelyn. But she has turned... My point of really sharing the story was that she has turned the upset, the hurt, the brokenness. She's handed it over to Jesus. She truly is living the Christian life and calling on God, depending, leaning into him. And it is a beautiful thing. And there are many others of you here too who are struggling but are doing great in the way that you just honor God in your lives. And he sees that all. And may I encourage you this day. Another person who, bless her soul, Margaret Wilkins, who left us in January to be with the Lord. Another example of a woman, when I visited her, and many of you here did, and will agree with me, that you left her presence knowing just the assurance, you just knew how much she loved Jesus how much she had the assurance of where she was going to be. She didn't moan or complain. She got on with things. She said, oh, well, there's people off, worse off than me. I think she said that to me in her third to last week on this earth. Oh, well, there's people worse than me. Caring, beautiful spirit, a lady, again, who put God first, who allowed him to work in her life. Just wonderful stories. When we, when we habitually practice gratitude in our lives, we will become thankful. There is power in a thankful heart. And here are just three ways 
There are many others, but here are just three ways to practice thankfulness. So number one, yes, thank you guys. Ways to practice thankfulness, thank and praise God for everything in your life. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. When I, if I can just draw aside from that and just share a funny little story that um, some of you may have heard this, but when our little Harper, who's four, Aaron and Amy's little girl, learnt that song, Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my... She could walk around the house, but she just had it just a tad wrong, and she was singing, Your praise will never be on my lips, never be... <laughs> didn't ask the parents if I could share that story. <laughs> but God knew her heart. He knew that she meant your praise will ever be on my lips. <laughs> so that scripture again, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Let's thank him, even in the difficulties. It's a sacrifice to do this, but he can turn troubles into triumph as Jocelyn testifies to. Number two, don't allow yourself to complain about anything. Oh wow, that's a hard one, isn't it? We think that maybe we could have one complaint in the day, don't we? You know, maybe just one. <laughs> don't allow your yourself to complain about anything. The scripture Philippians 2, 14 to 15, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. During the difficult times, be very careful to watch. We need, we need to be very careful to watch our tongues. Instead of complaining, think of ways you can verbally offer God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Number three, so we've got ways, ways to practice thankfulness. Number one, thank and praise God for everything in your life. Number two, don't allow yourself to complain about anything. Number three, don't compare yourself with others. Galatians 6.4, each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. Don't wish your life was different. God knows what is best. The Bible says that having a thankful heart is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When we begin to thank God for what we have rather than comparing ourselves with others, it opens the door for God's blessings. We're all aware, and I don't want to finish and give the enemy the last word, but we are aware that the enemy is fighting hard and wants to discourage us. The way we will begin to deal with him destroying our joy is through the power of a thankful heart. The way we will begin to deal with him trying to destroy our joy is through the power of a thankful heart. As we cultivate a lifestyle of worship and praise to our mighty God, we will be able to break through 
the strategies of the enemy. A worshipful and thankful life permeates the atmosphere with the presence of God because worship is the atmosphere where God's truth dwells. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.